Now, Durban's once popular blue flag holiday beach status has lost its appeal. The city attracted tens of thousands of festive season tourists, but now the state of its beaches may result in tourist numbers dropping. The tourism industry is skeptical about the capability of the Etobini municipality to fix the metro's decaying and flood-ravaged sewage infrastructure. Now, journalist Mary Papaya joins us with details on that. Mary, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon and thank you for having me. All right, Mary, so you've written an article with regards to just the, the state um, of KZN and its beaches now. But let's just talk about KZN as a province. It really has been on the receiving end um, of quite a few headwinds. We had the July unrest, we had the KZN floods, and now we're seeing this issue with the sewage. So let's just talk about how did we get here to the sewage situation? So basically, when we've spoken to the experts, and that story was run in business day, as you know, um, the feeling was that the city was already in a very disastrous state when it came to the decay of infrastructure. And then suddenly we had the floods and that just pummeled things into the state we're in now. And that's the, the result we're looking at, raw sewage flowing into the seas and the, uh, the beaches um, outside of Durban both in the city as well as the North Coast Corridor. And that is worrying for, for many uh, stakeholders, not just uh, tourism stakeholders, but also business, because they were hoping that the December crunch and you know when Durban got the bulk of its um, tourists in, that the infrastructure would be ready and waiting. Now the city is saying it's hopeful, it will have all the infrastructure sorted out by November. I think funds was an issue, which is why the private sector also came through, because government money for the flood was minimal and they had to reprioritize budgets, especially in the city. Now, Mary, it sounds like there's been a bit of a double whammy here. So the infrastructure was already um, in, a, in a not desirable condition. And then we've had, obviously, the case of in-flights that have come through. And so, I mean, is the priority now to get, you know, us to rebuild and, you know, just get to some sort of a steady phase? Because that might not be enough or is it now to even surpass that you know to become desirable because that also seems like a big um capex that needs to then uh, be sourced for the municipality absolutely so if we look at where the situation is at the moment um the city has revealed that it's dedicated some 300 million towards the infrastructure water and sanitation um, development to make sure that they're ready for the december um, the December tourists. Unfortunately, what we're hearing from the tourism stakeholders, they're saying it doesn't work like that. Every time you close a beach, it's like a 10-day process sure. before you can get things going ba to back. Basically, you have to bring in the lifeguards, you have to tell and inform businesses that, hey, the beaches are open. And that is the dilemma. Mm -hmm. Even if it is fixed by the end of December, would it be ready for that um, a tourism um, bang that everybody's been waiting for. Yeah, so um, part of the article, you write that now we've had some opposition parties in KZN deciding to take the municipality to court. So let's just talk about um, how this then links back to um, the situation that we see in the province now. So we talk about the general feeling of pessimism that exists. And um, I could, later, perhaps if we have time, we could talk about the business index that the city has done. When it comes to political parties, they feel that the city and the mayor and the leadership has been dragging its feet. 
So Action SS taken this city to court and they've given them a kind of a, 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 a deadline to say, please, if we want this ready before I think it was a 10-day deadline, and that goes not just to the province, it's, it's, it also involves national ministers, and they're saying, please get this thing done. Um, the DA itself has already gone on record saying people must stay away from the beaches, even if the city does its tests. Mm -hmm. And part of the court case is that they want independent scientists to mm -hmm. do the test to make sure that the water is safe from E. coli. And um, that's where we're at at the moment, because they don't believe that the city's testing is safe enough. Now, sure. to get certain political parties making that statement, I think, is a very worrying, worrying situation. Then you have business coming in and saying, actually, we put in pressure on the city as well, but we will hold hands with the city. The private sector have come on board. They've pumped in. Uh, billions into not just security but also into making sure that there's infrastructure financial support for infrastructure development yeah, it really does sound like a rather um, depressing situation I think but let's just talk about now um, that index that you briefly mentioned just tell us briefly about that um, and exactly how business is feeling overall about the city but also Mary have you had any indication about really how long because it sounds like the municipality has made commitments but I mean how long realistically will it take um, 4Ks at in all things going well, of course, to just return to the, the you know, the Durban, for instance, that we all knew um, when we were children. Yeah, absolutely. So let's look at it in context. You had the COVID pandemic. Then you had the July 21 riots, where we saw 300 lives lost. Um, city suffered some 60 billion, I think, in damages. And, and, and then, then you, the third whammy was obviously the floods. So if you take that into consideration, what the Durban Chamber did was that they called for an independent uh, business index research, and they partnered with the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Obviously, the city paid for it, um, uh, the municipality. What's come out of that is that there's, I think, about 70% of the respondents show, told how pessimistic they were um, in terms of the restoration of the economy and things coming back to normal. But then the, the, the researchers themselves said, you know, that points to what Durban has, has, has experienced, a whammy way beyond the rest of the country. But the positive thing out of that research is that the, there was about 60% of the respondents, I think, said, you know, we, we're still um, optimistic that by the fourth quarter, we should at least have some growth. My sense is when I talk to businesses, there are certain challenges. When I talk to individuals, when I talk to stakeholders, the challenges around everything, you know, where the country is. If the country is going to experience an economic dive, then you, you, you're sure well going to have the city, the port city affected. Mm. And then talk about the transnet uh, uh, strike. That also had an impact on business here. So I think it's going to be a while. Many are saying we're probably looking towards next year mm -hmm. when we see things lift up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But there has to be stability. Okay. There has to be political stability in the mm -hmm. province. And there has to be leadership accountability at all levels. Well, thank you for those insights, Mary. Um, a rather dire picture painted there of um, the Etsuvili municipality. That was journalist Mary Papaya on the rebuilding of KZN's infrastructure. Mm -hmm.